Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're the Skeptical Skeptics. This is episode six, and if you're just now joining us for the first time, being a skeptical skeptic is about believing in the official story to an extent, but also believing in the weird story to an extent. We're not full-on committed tinfoil hat people, but we're also not total skeptics. So last week, we started a segment called weird facts of the week so here is your weird fact southern sea otters have flaps of skin under their forelegs that act as pockets so when they dive they use these pouches to store rocks and food that's awesome isn't that the coolest they have like pockets in their body that's cute oh don't they uh, i think they uh store little rocks in their little pockets so that they can like break stuff open with them like clams that's the cutest they like use little tools i'm pretty sure that's what they do I, we'll post a gif or a video of it I want an otter so bad. They're like the cutest thing. They hold hands. But they scat. They have little pockets. But they remind me of the little, um, what's his name on Fantastic Beasts? Oh, the, the Niffler. Yeah, they're little Nifflers because yeah. they have little pockets that they put their stuff in. Aww. And if you turn them upside down, shake them, they fa- all fall out. Their little rocks will come out. Oh, I want one so bad. They're so cute. That is cute. They can scat in my house. I don't care. Ew, gross. For those of you who don't know what scatting is, feel free to look it up. I don't want to Please talk don't. About it. It's really gross. It is gross. Anyway, it's definitely eye for icky, and it's not, and it's not scuba doo boop bop boodly doo That's a different kind of scatting. <laughs> that would be the best thing of all time. They're just standing in your house. Scootily boop boop doo 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 doo. Okay. Anyway, oh, that's amazing. So, so, what are we talking about this week? I am talking about a few stories about conspiracies that ended up being true. Just because we haven't done that many conspiracies yet, and I thought this would be a fun little way to start that off. And I'm going to talk about the lizard man of scape or swamp. So I'm going first? Yes. So like I said, this week I'm going to be talking about just a few stories um, that were popular conspiracy theories that ended up actually being true. So the first one is actually really interesting to me, and it's that the CIA developed a heart attack gun. So uh, the theory went, and this is what they thought, they were like, you know, the CIA, they can make anybody die because they can make them just have a heart attack and they would never be found out, right? Hold on. I didn't I didn't know this was a thing. I've literally never heard of that before. No, I hadn't either, but it's because it's a conspiracy theory from the 60s and 70s. But it turned out that uh, they actually did have a heart attack gun. So the weapon shot a small poison dart that could penetrate clothing and left behind nothing but a tiny red dot on the skin, which looked like, or sorry, the dart disintegrated on impact, and the target would only feel a small prick, similar to a bug bite. Since the poison denatured quickly, it could not be detected in an autopsy. So, that opens up... You could literally say anybody was like, that died of a heart attack was killed by the CIA. Which, of course, is their whole point, but I just thought that was really cool. That's amazing. That's That sounds to me like Batman with a shark repellent. Exactly. It's just like one of the... Heart attack gun. Or fart gun. Do you think, like... Do you think they still use them? there's that that's the main thing behind it right like why would why wouldn't they be well because they got found out no but who cares like what oh, are you gonna yeah. do check every person that died of a heart attack for a bug bite and say it was the cia right, well, because if you saw someone had a heart attack you wouldn't you're not gonna even if even though it doesn't show up you're still not gonna look further no like that's like the perfect it's a natural cause of death exactly i mean it's it's so cool like that is i mean it's also scary but it's one of those things that's just you, you can't 
Like, what do you do with that? If the CIA wants you dead, you're dead. You're gonna die, and that's a that's the cool part about like us knowing that they have it too. Is it doesn't matter just because you know they have it doesn't mean you can stop them. Because they're the freaking CIA. Exactly. They're just gonna do it anyways. So that one's cool. Um, next we have the CIA spied on and controlled the American media. Obviously, is something that people think all the time. Yeah. Uh, but this was actually confirmed. So the CIA project Operation Mockingbird spied on members of the Washington Press Corps in 1963, 1972, and 1973. They also paid journalists to publish CIA propaganda. They wiretapped their phones and monitored their offices to keep tabs on their activities and visitors. I love that this was such a big deal back then because now it's like well known. We all just make ha ha like the government's watching you at all times, right? Through your eight hundred different devices in your house. Well, I think that's the thing too. Like as far as a wiretap goes, like they they weren't surrounded by technology. That was like the one time that they put like a big piece of technology to like and used it for like an intimate thing, like a conversation. Right. So it was like it was a big deal back then. That was yeah, like it was like a huge betrayal. Right. When now it's like. Anyone could tap anyone's house. Right. If and you like, tried hard enough. We almost expect it, you know? Especially if you're up to no good. Like, you, the first thing you would check for is get rid of all the electronic devices. Like, we all know our three Alexas are listening to us at all times. Exactly. Their Bezos is out there listening to what we talk about. Right. And he's super disappointed. Mostly so, in me. So disappointed. Yeah. And that's one of those things that, like, I, I mean, my dad joked about it, you know? Oh, great. Now the government can hear you all the time. And I, I was like... Again, kind of as a joke, like, um, well, they're listening to me anyway, whether it's my cell phone or whatever, I might as well get Alexa out of it, you know? True facts, true facts. So the last one I have is the government poisoned alcohol during Prohibition. So this one, actually, we talked about in school. Do you have something to say? Oh, yeah. I, was, I just read about this today. Actually, when I was looking up stuff I wanted to do, I read about it. Oh, okay. That's all I was going to say. So anyway, um, when the government banned alcohol in 1920, bootleggers would steal industrial alcohol um, used in paints, fuels, solvents, and medical supplies, and redistill it for sale. Some of this alcohol contained heavy metals and led to illness or blindness. In an attempt to stop people from drinking the alcohol, the government changed the formulas to industrial alcohol to make it completely undrinkable. At least 10% of industrial alcohol formulas had to con- had to contain methyl alcohol, a poisonous substance, in addition to other noxious ingredients such as kerosene, gasoline, chloroform, formaldehyde, and acetone. The plan backfired. People still drank the poisonous alcohol, and more than 10,000 people died. So one of the details I happen to know about this story is that they didn't advertise this well at all. Um, Part of it was the thought that, well, you shouldn't be breaking the law in the first place. Right. So it didn't come out that they did this, and a lot of people did die from it. 10,000 people. Okay, I just love this story. I like it's so messed up and it's so wrong, but at the same time it's like people's dedication to get wasted is never ending. Like yeah. they will do they're literally like watching people die from drinking the same thing they're drinking and they're just like, But I gots to get drunk. Man, I gots to That's gotta be a good that's gotta be a good drink. If it put him down <laughs> that that cold. It's gotta be a good drink. Um yeah, so Also just the stuff they were drinking, like the alcohol from paint. <laughs> it's not a good time. Yeah. There's no way that it tastes good in any way. Not that I know that alcohol, the whole point of alcohol is not to taste good. But still, that's some serious dedication on their parts. I mean, it was the 1920s. Like, of course you want to get messed up so bad that you would drink. I mean, what else did they even have to do? Nothing. They were. It was The Great Depression was coming. 
Like they would rather die. They just felt it. They were oh, just yeah. like, there's something that's about to happen. Like, I need to get as wasted as possible. I have nothing good left in this life. And they took away <laughs> alcohol. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so I think the, the fun part about those three stories, and there are quite a few other ones, um, and maybe I'll just sprinkle them in every now and again throughout the show. But I think the the thing about those and the reason why I wanted to talk about them is just the thought that what is a weird conspiracy theory today could be, you know, a black mark on the government tomorrow. Um, and something that we're going to do a special on is like astronauts that believe in UFOs and also like Area 51. Like these are two things that um, a lot of people believe that the government's trying to cover up. And I think it's fully in the realm of possibilities that they are. At least there's something going on. I just think it's a constant reminder. I think we all want to hide from the fact that the government has as much power as it does, especially as much power to hide things they want to hide because that's the biggest fear that I have is like, Obviously, we know how much our government, how much power our government has at face value, like what we get to see every day. We know the checks and balances. We know, we all know all those things, but also there's so many things that they can hide from us. And literally, it's like the CIA's job is to hide those things from us. You know what I mean? So it's like anything they want to keep hidden, they can. And so that's terrifying. Well, and I think that's why conspiracy theories really like gather so much traction and there's always a new one being made is just the fact that legitimately they they can do it right like uh, what what is a covert operation today is a conspiracy theory tomorrow and they're both simultaneous you know like that's something i say about the jfk assassination all the time is like whether or not you think of the weird theories like somebody did conspire to kill the president there was a conspiracy theory it's just which one is right you know what i mean i guess we have differing views on that we'll talk about it eventually yeah but i mean i think at the end of the day that that is what's so intriguing about it is that you have these things the government has been so out of check before you know and it's just not at all out of the realm of possibilities actually i think it's it's most likely that they are hiding a lot more from us than what you know we even maybe what we than what we think right well that's just the stuff we know right like what and that was just that was the you know Sorry, math. That was 40 years ago. The 60s and 70s? Yeah. Right? 40, yeah, okay. Years ago. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's just stuff we found out from 40 years ago. So, what's the stuff that's happening now that people are going to look back? I mean, yeah. Like, 20 to 30 years that. from I'll now and see 65, that. 65. And I'll be like, man, when I was making that podcast, this is what was going on. I know. It's nuts. It's like, it's, it's just scary because I think we want to believe we have way more power over our lives than we actually do. I mean, we joke about it, right? But, like, how many times are like, you click on one thing and then all these ads are showing on Facebook and Twitter and everything for that. And it's like, oh, there's literally ever... someone watching you, watching what you're doing through your computer. Yeah. Did you ever see that thing about um, these people got, it was either an Alexa or a Google assistant and they wanted to test it. And so they don't have a dog or a cat. They've never had a pet. Right. And so they checked all their like ad stuff on Facebook and it never said anything about a pet. But after talking about, dog food and something and whatever else like pet related um they just spoke about it out loud for like a couple days yeah i've heard of this yeah about three hours into it their facebook started showing like ads for dog food and stuff which i mean it's one of those things like facebook was outed for it like in in a big way but just the amount of stuff they can put into those terms and agreements you know yeah totally crazy and who's out there reading it nobody i don't remember the last time i did 
No, I mean, I've maybe made it past to, I agree, and then I'm like, forget it, like, I want my Facebook, and then I just hit it. Exactly, because we're all going to do it anyways. Like, I mean, yes, go those people out there that are like, I'm not having you invade my privacy, I will have no Alexa, I will not have Facebook, blah, 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 that more power to you, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have Facebook. So even if I went back and down and, and I actually read it all, I'd still agree to it. Well, and I think one of those things that's like really legitimate about that too is, I mean, unless you're doing something that's worth hiding, like what? What's the point? Why would you give up all the stuff that you would get? I mean, like literally, like go into my dad's new truck, right? Like you can't escape a microphone. You can't, I mean, his truck has Wi-Fi if he wants it. Like, um, I mean, you, you, you almost can't escape it. I just feel very much like Ron Swanson, like, you know, that episode of Parks and Rec. I swear, we're going to have, like, find the Parks and Rec reference in every episode. But remember whenever he finds out that um, that corporation that they start working for is listening, listening yeah, to him, and yeah. he takes his computer and throws it just into, into the, the dumpster. dumpster? Yeah. Like, I feel like, but you're helpless. Like, it, it's just, it's everywhere. Their right. technology is everywhere, which then means that the ability to watch and listen and know you and what you're doing is everywhere also. And so I think that's part of it is like, well, and also like, okay, so the heart attack gun, that thing's insane. And if that's the kind of stuff that they had in the 60s and 70s, imagine the oh. kind of stuff they have now. Well, I mean, at the bare minimum, and, and I the article I was getting this off of, guys, I'll, I'll link it and you can pull it up. And like the gun looks like just a big clunky handgun, right? Um, but like, I mean, imagine where they can put it now. I mean, it, it could, it could be not only like longer distance, but more Smaller, covert. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they could walk up to you and just do, it. I mean, the fact that they had, it, it's a dart with a DNA and with a poison that denatures very quickly. Like you can put that in a, a ballpoint pen. You could put it anywhere, a tattoo gun, like. <laughs> well, and I mean, like I said, like not only could they have made the heart gun, heart attack gun so much better but think about all the other things they could have made by now yeah all the different ways they could make people die in quote-unquote natural deaths right so no one ever questions what actually happened well and that's that's the thing that uh i think you look left right and center and you just see all these people tied up in certain things that suddenly die like it happens all the time Uh, i'll find a couple articles and link them over the next couple weeks but like it happens a lot and are some of them gonna be just luck sure i mean bad luck sure but all of them probably not like and that's that's the part that like when you think about just the lack of power that we have like i mean that's insane to think about i think the other thing is kind of like what i was saying about the facebook thing like not only is there the power in the government and in hiding things but there's also the power in the fact that so much of us kind of don't give a shit we don't care like we ignore the fact that these things are happening to us. We ignore that they have all of our information. Like you said, like you're not hiding anything. Why does it really matter? But I mean, it's a huge breach of privacy in a lot of ways. But like, we just don't care. Well, We're not willing to like... not have ourselves, our our smartphones. We're not willing to not have our computers and our, our Alexas and all those things. So we say, whatever, I'll just pretend it's not happening when well, it is. Yeah, and I think that's one of those things, like if there was a light switch on your wall that said, let people spy on you, like a hundred right. out of a hundred people would turn that light switch off, but it's not that simple. Like they package it up, like they put it in a nice little deal. I think that's one of those things like in regards to the whole CIA thing, right? Like we, we grant the government this amount of power. Like we find the um, security in them having the ability to do all this. And then we find out that they're using it for anything and we immediately freak out. But it's like at the same time, like we're the ones that fund it. We're the ones that are, happy about it i mean especially when you talk about 
you know, coming into or out of the Cold War era, right? Like that was something that we push forward. It makes me think of the same thing of like all those uh, those articles that come out like, this is what McDonald's chicken nuggets actually look like. And then everyone's like, oh, that's disgusting. And then the next day you're just at McDonald's scarfing down some chicken nuggets. Yeah. Like, nobody cares. You just want your nugs. And it's the same thing. Like we want our technology. I mean, if you looked around, if the other people could look around in this room right now and see how many things could be recording us. We're literally speaking into a microphone that's right. hooked up to the on internet. on top of that. And then you have two computer screens. You have your your TV, my phone, your phone, my uh, my watch, your... um Vive. Vive. What's it called, though? VR. Yeah, your VR. Like, it's everywhere. And that's just one room in our house. I mean, it is the most technological no, room. go to the media room. Now this is still more, but yeah. Still, but that one has an Xbox, a PS3. We don't have to list everything. We have a million of them. That's all I'm saying. They're everywhere. Right. We have three Alexas. We have... Well, I mean, I think... And, and that's the thing, too, about Alexa and stuff. Like, my dad was jokingly, like, you know, saying that about Alexa, but it's like, they wouldn't need any of this stuff. We carry our phones like it's our lifeline. Right. I literally have one in my hand and one on my arm. Right. At all times. <laughs> like, everywhere I go. And And the whole invention of... The smartwatch is because you couldn't have enough of your smartphone on the <laughs> hand that you're holding. Like, I mean, it's insane. We, we literally, literally strap I it to us. I need two phones. I need a phone on my arm and a phone in my hand. Right. At all times, apparently. It, it's nuts. I need two ways for the government to watch and listen to me. Well, and that's the thing, too, is what's more unsettling, like the government or the fact that if they figured it out, someone else could figure out the heart attack right, well, gun. Uh, well, also, like, what is what else is scarier, the government or Mark Zuckerberg? Right. Right? You know what I mean? Right. Like just some random he's the powerful same, weirdo. He's getting just as much information out of me as anyone else is. Right. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. I think it opens up a lot of different doors. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, and like I said, I'll share a few more of these um, as the show progresses. Maybe I'll use it as one of my stories again. But these these things did exist. You know, these uh, these big things that were wacko, quote unquote, conspiracy theories, like they're true. So, and possibly do exist. Right. And that's the thing, like, as I dive into, you know, stuff that people think is going on now, like, you're literally going to say, wow, that sounds crazy. Just like people in the 60s said, a heart attack gun. Well, that would be, I mean, you even saying it to me now sounds crazy. It literally, it does sound A little tiny dart that can make me have a heart attack? That sounds terrifying and not realistic in any way. Well, but that's the thing, though. Like, it doesn't sound sci-fi. It just sounds like... Shark repellent. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I disagree. I just, I don't think it even sounds like that. I do. I think it sounds far fetched. I just think it's more overly simple. Like, it's so perfect that like I just can't believe that it works. If someone came at me and was like, I'm going to shoot you with my heart attack gun, I would probably laugh okay, at that first. Okay. Fine. Yeah. If you put it in those words. That's sure. what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to shoot you with my heart attack gun and no one will know. And I'd be like, haha, you're ridiculous. Go away. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, and think about, especially back then. Like, I'm saying that now in a world where we have so much technology to do so many things. Imagine 40, 50 years ago, we didn't, how hilarious that would be. And they get out this like clunky, weird looking gun and you're like, okay, buddy, move along. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Conspiracy theories are very interesting, but if I spend too much time dwelling on them, they kind of freak me out and make me really scared for my life and the world we live in. I think that's like the fun part of it though. I don't know if I call it fun. I don't, I don't know if that's something I would call like, yay, good times. Yeah. More like, oh man, I'll, I'm going to be ignorant to that because it's scary. Fair enough. All right. So what's your story? So my story is the lizard man of scape or swamp. And it was actually, um, to- it was an idea given to us 
by one of our early listeners on Twitter. His name is Oliver McClelland um, at McClelando. That's his Twitter handle. His Twitter handle. That's his Twitter handle. So if you're listening, Oliver, this is your this is for you. Well, and also, guys, just so you know, he's a huge like Clemson fan. So if you happen to be a Clemson fan, feel free to give him a follow. But yeah, no, I'm really glad he told me about this story because at first, like at first glance, it sounds very, very made up and very much a a folklore legend story. But if you keep on going, there's actually a lot of really interesting evidence. I wouldn't say to prove anything, but definitely to get you thinking. So this started back in 1988. This is in South Carolina. It's in Lee County in South Carolina. Most of what we're going to have happen is in a city called Bishopville, but there's a few other little cities that it will also be in. So anyways, this started in 1988, July 16th. There was a report by a 17-year-old boy named Christopher Davis. So he'd been driving home from his work. I think they said he worked at McDonald's. I don't know why that's important, but... Because he was making those sweet, sweet nugs. Sweet, sweet nugs out of the pink, worm meat. Out of the pink paste. So he was driving home at like 2 a.m. and he got a flat tire. So he stopped on the side of the road to change his tire near the swamp. So he said he heard a thumping noise behind him and was startled, turned around to see a monster running towards him. This is what he said. He got into his car and tried to drive off, but the monster jumped on top of his roof. So he swerved back and forth while he was driving, like like an action movie, to get the monster off. It didn't work, and eventually the monster just, like, jumped off of his car. So by the time he got home, his side view mirror was badly damaged, and he had a giant claw marks on the roof, which the cops, like, the cops saw and, and put in their report. Are there pictures of this? Not his car. There's pictures of a different situation. Or at least I, I'm sorry, I didn't see any pictures of his car. I looked. I did not find any. But there are of another one, another report. Okay, so to put yourself in those shoes, oh my gosh. <laughs> Especially, he's a kid. That's a kid. And he's just driving home from making those sweet, sweet nugs. Just trying to live his, his business, life. Got a flat tire, changing it like a responsible young man. Which, by the way, if you're on the side of a road in the middle of the night, is already unsettling enough. But yeah. then to see a freak or hear a monster outside of your car. And then have it confirmed. Well, to hear anything, to hear any kind of noise behind you is scary. Something you would dignify, I mean, like signify as a monster. Like just, wow, that sounds like a monster. That is horrible. (laughs) Well, and go him for his first response. Getting It said he got in his car, locked locked the doors and tried to drive away. I couldn't even, I mean, there are a lot of like. If this actually happened. Right. Terrifying. Oh my gosh. My nightmares. I would have for sure needed a change of pants. Right. There's no way. Like everybody would have. Everybody. I should I should have worn my brown pants that day. He was probably just constipated from eating all the nugs. Well, at least the monster helped him out. So to the cops, he described the monster as, quote, green, wet-like, about seven feet tall, and had three fingers, red eyes, skin like a lizard, and snake-like scales. Okay, first of all, though, like, can you imagine? You're sitting in your car, having just dealt with this. <laughs> And then you're like... Having poo in your pants. Yeah, you definitely have poo in your pants, like a, a full load. <laughs> and you're you're sitting there going, how am I going to tell the cops about this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, how, who am I going to tell? Because you can't just not. There's giant claw marks on the top of your car. Like, it's not even just like he messed up your car and you could just say like, oh, I got into a car accident. No, no there's claw marks. Well, not only that, but this you man... You can't pretend. At this point, 
And and he's no longer a boy. I think we can agree. No, he's for he's, sure a man. He's for sure a man. That was the moment. And he is sitting there, like, probably thinking, for the fellow good of my people around me, I have to report this to the authorities. But how the hell do you gain the confidence? To say there was a straight giant lizard dude running after me. And he did this to my car. Your skepticism be damned. I mean... I would think it'd have to be out of pure fear. To be, they did say that it happened two days before, and his dad made him go into the police to tell them. Okay, well, and so there's okay, a chance, that actually makes more sense. There's a chance he told his dad, and then was like, "Dad, this is crazy. Right, we can't tell them." And then the dad was like, "No, people need to know about this crazy, evil, green thing that likes to rise, surf on the top of vehicles." Which you know what, like, my dad is on our social media accounts, and I will ask him to post. What he would think if I told him that's what happened to he my would, vehicle. He would be like, hmm, maybe it was an alligator. Like, he would say something like, there's no way. He wouldn't believe you. He would laugh in your face or he'd tell you you're crazy. A hundred percent. And how many people's dads wouldn't? My dad would believe me. Really? Oh, are you kidding? Have you met my dad? Disagree. I think he'd believe me in a He heartbeat. would think no because he discounts he'd, you know, everything. Do you know what he would do? He would get his giant big black flashlight. And we'd go driving around looking for it. Okay, that's true. But he wouldn't. That's exactly what we would do. Because he would want to prove you wrong, though. No, I think because he'd want to find it. And oh, and he'd bring his aluminum baseball back because that's supposed to do something. Definitely. He would bring his aluminum baseball. That's what he would do. And your dad would sit in your house and say, You're insane. Yep. And walk away. Fair. But point proven, not many dads would be like, Oh, you saw a giant lizard man. No big deal. Everyday occurrence. I believe you 100%. Also, it's two o'clock in the morning. Many dads would probably say, you're tired. You worked all day. It's 2 a.m. Right. Go to sleep. But like, there's physical evidence of something. Crazy, crazy. Um, he, was, he actually was asked to draw a picture of the monster. You can find that picture online, and it's a pretty juvenile depiction of something. But it looks like a giant lizard. You can look it up. We can actually link it on there. And he took a polygraph over it, and he passed, which... It's, so It's not concrete. But two, no, but this to me says that to Christopher Davis, he believes he believes he saw a giant lizard and it attacked his car. Right. Whether it was a giant lizard is up for debate, but he firmly in his heart. That's what he saw. Believes that. Right. In his reality, that's what happened. Right. So two days before that, apparently, there was a couple, Tom and Mary Way, who called the cops in Brownton, which is a small rural area right outside of Bishopville. The couple showed the cops their car, which had been badly damaged. This one, there are pictures for, so we can link that also, of the car. It was scratched. The hood ornament was broken. Chrome molding had been torn away, and they actually, once they inspected it further, it had actually been chewed on. Oh, I have heard of this From the fenders. Yes, okay. The antenna was bent, and some wires had been ripped out of the motor. There were also tufts of hair and footprints left all over the car. And some people actually believe that the footprints, because they were pretty small, they believe that they were cat footprints, and they believe the cat might have been trying to hide from whatever was attacking it. Uh, because there's really no cool. way, obviously, a little cat did. Right. Took ripped chrome molding off of a fender of a car. Right. That's not possible. So several, obviously more people, oh, sorry, no. Several people in the town reported to the sheriff that they had seen that night, when the car got attacked, a red-eyed creature that was about seven feet tall, and they were sure it was responsible for the damage to the car. So this is more than one person seeing this thing. 
Why it would have tufts of hair if it's a lizard, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, he says, like, lizard because it's the closest thing he could think of to describe it, but that doesn't mean he's, like, anatomically like a, lizard. a lizard. Yeah, like. True. So, of course, after that, there started to be lots of sightings, right? People started reporting all kinds of sightings of the quote-unquote lizard man. Those were the only ones so far that had been where you could prove that something was and how there. And how far apart again were they? Two days. Oh, okay. So... But wait, had word of the first one gotten out? No, no. So the, so actually that first one, sorry. So that first one didn't get out until July 16th, and that's when the dad had the son report his. So this one had happened two days before his, so it was actually July 12th is when Tom and Mary Way got their car attacked, and then he, uh, Christopher saw, had his attack on the 14th. They found out about the report of Tom and Mary Way on the 16th, and so the dad said... Okay, you, have you need to, go. to yes, you need to oh, report wow. yours too. So maybe the dad didn't believe him until then. Maybe right. the dad well, was like, yeah, You yeah. crazy and then whenever he heard it, he was like, Oh, maybe not. That actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. Right. Sorry, I should have explained that before. So it, it actually this obviously made the area become a huge place for tourists. And a local radio station offered a million dollars to anyone who found and caught the lizard man, which proves that the radio station did not believe in the lizard man. Yeah, I mean whatsoever. Or they just figured if they got the body turned in, that they'd make more than they'd a million, more which than is probably true. That's yeah. true. If I had a million bucks, the th- the amount of things that I would say turn this in, you'd get a million bucks. Oh yeah, I get, oh, I get so real, I get super ballsy with it. Oh yeah, like get, bring me Bigfoot. Yeah, bring me a Yeti. Well, actually, that's what. Have you heard of the James Randi challenge? I feel like I have. He's a guy who's like super like anti-mentalist and stuff. He just like, if you're a performer, that's fine. But if you're a performer that claims that you actually have abilities, then he like gets right. all uppity. He has had like a long-standing challenge out there that was, that that is, if you can prove anything supernatural, I'll give you a million bucks. Right. No one's ever passed it. Obviously, because there's not much proof. I don't know about obviously. I would say obviously. Even if it's true happening, even if it's actually happening out there, that's not my point. Getting proof is extremely difficult. Well, no, no, no. Completely undeniable proof. This is like people that can like bend spoons and stuff. Like, no, I got it. None of them will take the challenge. Or they're not alive. Flip side, though, there's there was a series of uh, like psychic people that were being like tested by the U.S. government, and they got so good at faking psychic results. Like they kept making it harder and harder, and these people kept figuring out how to fake psychic results to the point that the U.S. government was like okay, this exists. Like, anyway, I'll do a story on it. What if they weren't faking it? Oh, no, they admitted to faking it. Oh, yeah. damn. And they even talked about like, oh, did they did they do this challenge with you? Like where they put the spoon inside of a glass case? And I was like, yep. I was like, did you make it bend? Yeah. And then they were like, won't tell how they did it. That is called being a professional. That is so good. But you anyway. are a pro at your craft. So continuing onward. These were all, these happened July of 1988, Okay. So this next one is August 5th, 1988. Kenneth Orr, an airman, an airman, I said that funny. That was, yeah. Kenneth Orr, an airman at the Shaw Air Force Base, reported that he had encountered the lizard man on Highway 15. He said he had shot and wounded it, which just, just proves Murica. Just, you see a crazy thing, you shoot it. Because what else do you do? You don't take pictures. You don't do anything else. Look, man. You try to kill it. If you've got a gun and you don't have a camera, seems pretty clear what you should what do. What if the lizard man just wants to surf on the top of cars and chill? That's pretty not cool. I mean, if just... He doesn't know, though. He's a lizard. Ask that first dude's 
McDonald's uniform pants, <laughs> if it's okay. He had to get new pants, that poor man. Yeah. And a new car. So he actually, Kenneth actually even presented several scales and blood as evidence. Yeah. Two days later, he recanted the entire account. Yeah. Because he got in trouble with the law for unlawfully carrying a pistol and falsifying a police report. He claimed he made up the story to keep stories about the lizard man in circulation. That's called, I was bored as crap in my job. I had nothing better to do, so I made up a story because I wanted to be famous. And this is why we can't have nice things in regards to <laughs> cool stories that people because don't immediately discount. Because there's so many discount. people that mess it up. It's all about we can't have nice things in general in the world. Anytime anybody says, hey, look at this cool thing I found, everyone else is like, I want to find that cool thing. Screw you. And I, oh, I couldn't find it. But here's some make scales. It yeah. And blood's everywhere, so that's easy to get. But the funniest part is, like, he's like, yeah, look at my cool story. And the cops are like, yeah, you're not allowed to have that pistol. Oh, and he's like, I didn't actually story. use it. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> Take it back. Oh, nice try, Kenneth, but fail. So it was a while until they heard anything else about the Lizard Man. It wasn't until July 3rd, 1990, so almost two years later, that Bertha Blythers. What a name. It's a, just what great. A name. Just, just amazing. I love it. And her if your last name is Blythers, Blithers, I'm assuming. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. It might be Blithers. But like, what? Still, Bertha? Bertha? Blithers. Bertha? Talk to her parents. Ugh. Poor Bertha. Poor Bertha. So Bertha Blithers and her five kids claimed to cease something as they drove home from eating dinner. She said a large figure appeared and lunged into her car she said it was, quote, tall, wide, covered and covered in brown hair, unquote, which I'm sorry, but to me that automatically describes a bear? Or something, yeah. Tall, wide, and brown hair. That's what I would, that's how I would describe a bear if I've never seen one before or I didn't know what it was. Which, why wouldn't she know what a bear is? Right, I don't know. Oh, also, sorry. And had two arms like a human. I don't, what does that mean? Most animals have two arms. Also bear? Bears have two arms. They walk on their hind legs. You got to keep going. I don't get the story. That's all she says. She swerved and slammed on her brakes. She claimed the animal tried to get into the car, but she drove away first. Maybe it was just like someone that looked like my dad. (laughs) Your poor dad. (laughs) Just hairy and scared (laughs) trying to get into a car. Also, like what constitute as an animal trying to get into your car? Like, was it full on holding on the handle or was it just coming after you again because it already came at you before? Either way, terrifying. I have to agree. Very scary. So then the creature wasn't seen or heard from again until October 2005. That's a long, yeah. That's a huge hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. A woman in Newberry, South Carolina claimed to see two lizard men outside of her home. That's it. We have no other proof. It's just that. And then in February 2008... Bob and Dixie Rawson, who were residents of Bishopville, reported strange damage to their car again. There were traces of blood on the front and sides of the car. The front fender had been chewed. The grill had bite marks. And both sides of the wheels had been were bitten. And the chrome molding was twisted. The blood was later proven to be from a dog. But it was also determined that in order for a dog to cause the damage it would, like, it needed to that car would have to employ 300 pounds of torque. I don't know about you, but I don't think there's any dog out there that can do that. Maybe a really big, angry dog? I don't know. So then in 2015, an unidentified woman claimed to have taken a picture outside of a church of the lizard man. What? Mm-hmm. 
She posted it on social media and the photo went viral. Then an unidentified man, he I guess he saw her picture and then he released a supposed video of the lizard man moving through a swamp. Have you seen these? I could not find them. That does not mean they're not there. If someone else can find them, please post them for us. I looked. And then around the same time that the photo video went viral, another man, Jim Wasson, well, Jim Wasson, another man named Jim Wilson <laughs> said he saw the it's creature. Not even close. No. <laughs> said he saw the creature bolt out of the swamp and cross the highway in front of his car. He said the creature was, quote, a tall, dark figure that had a tail and appeared to have scales. I just love this because it doesn't make any sense. It was almost like an alligator with a short nose and long legs, end quote. I'm sorry, but an alligator has a long nose and short legs. Am I crazy? <laughs> but the thing is, he's saying it looked like an alligator with these modifications. I get it. But then it wouldn't look like an alligator. No, it would. But okay, hold on. If you saw a long-legged, short-nosed <laughs> alligator, what would you say it looked like? That wouldn't be an alligator. But you'd say. But like that one like... of the biggest characteristics of alligators is their long face and their tiny little. Also, the legs. fact that they're ridgy and green. No, but then I would call it a lizard. Would you? Yes. I wouldn't. I, I'm or, with this I, guy. I would call it like a weird demony thing. It would not be an alligator. Well, you're also the worst describer of things. Okay. We don't need to bring mean insults <laughs> in <laughs> but it. It's true. That was unnecessary. So he snapped a few pictures before the creature ran off. I did see this picture. It's literally like a dot of a thing running away in the woods. Like you, it's a big picture of the woods. The Sounds thing legit. is super far away. Like if you had time for it to cross in front of you, I guess he had to stop his car. Maybe. And like oh, get I've out. tried to. I've tried to take pictures of things quickly. It never turns That's out well. That's true. That's because you have like your time. phone locked, and I'm trying to get my face yeah. ID to pay attention, and it won't. Oh and I yeah. Put and in my like, passcode, and then I have to turn on my camera. Right. Yeah. And then like your and flash, face, and it's always facing me, and I always look weird. Right. And then your flash goes off, and then you can't see outside the window, and then you're like hooked up to the cord in the car, and it just won't. Yeah, it never turns out good. That's true. So, anyways, that's the one I saw. If I, we'll try to look again for the pictures and video from the other ones. And if we find them, we'll post them. But I couldn't find them. But anyway, so that's all the most like recent stuff. But they also said back in 1988, some police officers actually found three toed footprints in the woods. They, near the swamp, they made plaster casts of the footprints, but never sent them for analysis to the FBI because they were embarrassed because they thought like oh, the I FBI would, would laugh, right? Yeah. They even have they have a picture of it. We can post that too. We'll have all these pictures. They have a picture of them holding it. And the footprint is huge. It was a 14 foot footprint. 14 foot? Not 14 foot. 14, 14 inch. inch footprint. It's huge. That'd be terrifying. That 14, sounds, that 14 sounds like. 14 foot. Yeah. The Godzilla. Oh, you're telling <laughs> us the story of Godzilla. No, it's a 14 inch footprint. Wow. And they have the, and they're like, it's, it's a cool picture. It's like these two police officers like happily holding it. <laughs> it's like, haha, look at the like creepy. Monster foot we we found. It's probably the like only decent deed they ever got accomplished. In little Bishopville, South Carolina. Right. There's no so, crime probably. They did a biologist actually did in the town did check it out and just said they were unclassifiable. They've never seen them before. I mean how many biologists are there? Technically I I'm mean, a biologist. I'm not gonna go in. <laughs> Anyways. It was considered unclassifiable. That's also part of the reason they didn't turn it into the FBI because they were like, they're going to laugh at us and they're just going to say we're crazy. New life goal. I will go around with my <laughs> biology hmm. education and say... That is the footprint of a thing I've never heard of before. It's a 14-foot footprint. It's Godzilla. 14-foot footprint. 
Uh, just because we're making jokes, that means you're going to leave that in there, and that means I'm going to sound stupid. 14 foot. Uh, thanks. This is why I don't like that RJ's the editor. Not enough for me to do it, because I don't want to, but just enough because I know he leaves, make, leaves in stupid stuff, I say. So true. So anyways, obviously some believe that the lizard man could be a living dinosaur. The local police speculated that the sightings just could be a bear, which like, yeah, that's not a bear. But brown hair. Okay, but the rest of it, not a bear. If you saw a bear coming at you, you would say in your brain, hey, that's a freaking bear. No, no, no. A I... bear is chasing me and is coming and jumping onto my car. Also, if a bear jumped on top of your car, like, I feel like depending on the size, but if it's a seven foot bear, the bear would like crush the top of your car. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree with that, but I also agree with if I were a copper. What else would you say? What if... else would I say? Yeah. Right. It's just still, it's like. Some weird mutant alligator, I guess. That's what I would say. Not a bear. Okay, but th that's the first step. But literally, it's green. They said it's green. Yeah, but that's how you'd end up on everybody's, like, just D-list <laughs> of cops. Yeah. Especially as a cop. I feel like as a cop, you have to constantly look at right. people's conspiracies and be like, no, no. And be no, like, no. okay, who do we want to solve this case? Well, we got Chief Wiggum. Yeah, he sounds better <laughs> than you. Or Barney Fife. Yeah, we'll take him. Oh, it's sad. Yeah, I feel like even if you believe this stuff, you just have to be... That's a bear. You'd have to be mum about it, And poor it, yeah. Christopher is just like... I drew you a picture. Look it looks him. like a weird lizard alien. It looks nothing like a bear. And it's like tall and skinny. Nothing like a bear. But anyways, um, the biggest part was that the cops really put a lot of effort into this because every single person that was reporting it, they were all reputable people. They weren't crazies living out in the outskirts of town. And they had a good amount of evidence as to it being some kind of thing that they haven't heard of before. Like, I think that's the coolest part about this story is just how much like everybody presented something, it seems like, you know, like, and whether it's damage to your car, which by the way, if you want to get like on the local newspaper about a monster, like you're really going to go take some like jaws of life to your car for it. Like, exactly. Disagree. And there's bite marks. There's yeah. Bite marks and there's fur and there's claw marks. You would have to put in a lot of work or get some kind of like put, I guess, peanut butter all over your car and convince an animal to eat it? I don't even know. But yeah, I think most people would do what Kenneth Orr did. When I think at this point, like, it's pretty safe to say something was out there attacking right. people's cars. Like, it's just Especially because it what. all seemed like uh, most of it happened within a couple months of each other. Right. There had to be something that was living there for that amount of time. Whether it was like a normal animal that people just saw weird or especially, you know, it started out as this one kid saying this and then every time someone saw something that could right. be like that, they automatically said, because I mean, there were t-shirts, there was tours, it was a big thing. So, and it's a legend now, people talk about it all the time in that, well, that in that part of the, you know, that part of South Carolina. So, I mean, I it, it can put it in your head that that's what you're looking for if there's something ripping up your car or coming at you or whatever. That's what, that's what I was about to say is that like once you put in that image, especially if it mostly happens at night or whatever, but once you put in the image, like from a skeptical point of view, like anything and everything would then be the lizard man. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just interesting because it's kind of like what we talked about with the paranormal stuff. You know, I mean, enough people are reporting this, enough people who where a kid takes a lie detector test where there's scratched up cars there's actually proof in some ways whether or not it's of that or something else either way it's like there has to be something out there and that's the interesting part because we've kind of talked about this before and we'll definitely talk about this more once we do like a special on bigfoot and things like that but like 
the idea that we have in our brain that we even know what animals and things are out there in the woods is crazy. We have no idea. We don't. Their job is to hide. Their job is to stay away from us. The only time we know when they're around is when they choose to come out, like when they choose to attack cars for no reason at two in the morning near a swamp. Well, on the, on the flip side, like whenever you have this idea of what something could be, then let's say it is an alligator or a crocodile that's actually chewing up these people people's car, right? So you legitimately come out to your car in the morning and it's got claw marks and scratch marks and bite marks on it. You're going to say it was a lizard man. Of course you are. And, the, and it's the same thing with like when you're in deep Sasquatch woods, right, that happen to have a bear around, you're going to say it was a Sasquatch. Well, or if you happen to look, you know... You're in the woods and you happen to look to your right and see a big furry 50 thing. feet away, a big furry thing walking on its hind legs. There's no chance it's a bear. Anywhere anymore. else, you would yeah. probably say it's a bear. But if you're in Bigfoot country, you're going to say it's Bigfoot. Yeah, you'd have to. And I think that's, it's a lot of it is the power of suggestion. But also, like, like we said, like with these descriptions, especially for that kid, I mean, there's no power of suggestion for him. There was no, no one else was saying there's a lizard man somewhere. Right. I mean, so, I mean, at least that we know of, there could have been, but by what we know, so, like we said, to him, he really believes that's what he saw, or at least something like that. And that's really interesting to me because everybody else, you can always kind of take it with a grain of salt. Because like you said, you, you hear about the lizard man, then from then on, anything that happens to your car, to you, or anything like that is the lizard man. But what about the original kid, the first one? Well, and the other the couple. couple. Yeah, because right. they were There's the a little different because it did say like brown fur and red eyes which to me even still i think my thing yeah well i guess but or at least more likely to be a bear a giant lizard thing running at you that's green and slimy and scale like that's really definitive that's very like not a bear but if you say we saw a thing with glowing red eyes and brown fur that was like that was tall that to me is it's bear is a bear yeah but i think those two are too similar to the timing's too close it had to be something it's just big questions what so right um as far as what a lizard man could be, I mean, that, I, I just don't know. Like, that's a stretch for me. You know, Sasquatches, that's one thing. A giant it sea could be monster. Like, it could, Sasquatch could be like a giant kind of bear or primate, or a, primate yeah. that we've never heard of before. Yeah, and I would buy that in a heartbeat. But right, but like a, giant a lizard seven man. foot lizard. Can we, I mean, how big is the biggest lizard? Well, I mean, no, alligators get that big, but I'm to I'm not be... talking about alligators. I'm talking about lizards. A lizard. I think the biggest lizard is a Komodo dragon. I don't even they, wanna, I don't know. Okay. I'm sure the biggest lizard out there, the biggest they get is like 30, 40 well, I mean, they were dinosaurs. I think that was the whole point. Okay, too. I get that. But I'm talking about like current lizards. When I think of a lizard, I think of like a tiny green dude climbing on the wall that doesn't like me. Right. And then I don't think of a seven from, foot. That dude from McDonald's is like, yeah, now imagine that, but huge and on your car. <laughs> Jumping on your car. Right. And I think that's one thing that like, okay, fine. Let's say it's a living dinosaur. That is so... <laughs> Like, that would be so hard to just never see. I mean, I'm I'm all for that. Like, we haven't really discovered a lot of the ocean, and we haven't, you know, been in most forests and all this. Like, but man, a dinosaur? And in, like, a little swamp area in South Carolina. This isn't, like, the entire giant woods. Have you seen that video of the alligator, like, walking across the golf course? And its feet, oh, I mean, his yeah, legs look like, like they're four feet long. And he was huge. That was probably the lizard man. Except walking straight up, but with a short nose and long legs. So not him. Fair enough. Okay, I hope I did that story justice. Please let me know if I didn't. I tried to do the best I could with it. It was really interesting. I love monster stories because I, I love the idea of like 
is there really that monster? And if there's not, like, just looking at, like, not only monsters, but like I said, looking at the power of suggestion and the way people will cling on to an idea. I mean, it was one 17-year-old kid, and then from there, it's this thing. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I just think that's so cool. And it's crazy how we as humans just, like, attack stuff like that. But also, there's a chance that in South Carolina, there's a giant seven-foot lizard that likes to jump on cars. So look out. I, I mean, what would you put the chance at? I'm going to go ahead and say, like, if it was, like, zero to ten, I'm going to give him a solid two. I'd put it at three. So we're going to say two and a half together. Two and a half. There's a 2.5% chance. No, 25%. 25% chance, I mean, math. There's a 25% chance that there is a giant lizard man out looking to jump on your car and eat it, I guess. You heard it here first. So, interesting. So that's it, yep. Yeah, it's a really good story. I really like that one a lot. Okay, so I really enjoyed doing that story from someone. It's kind of scary because you don't want to mess it up. But also, we want you guys to keep giving us these ideas because it's fun to look up our own stuff, but sometimes it's difficult and... We've heard a lot of the same stories. So any kind of cool story, especially from maybe somewhere you've lived or people you know or anything like that that you have, especially like personal stories or even cooler, let us know. Reach out and tell us about it because that's part of the fun of this is that we get to learn new things from new people. Yeah, and we we do have a pretty decent discussion going like on Facebook and um, we're trying to build a following on Twitter. So please follow us there and, and try to reach out and try to contribute to that discussion. Because honestly, that's one of the big reasons why we even did this podcast isn't to sit in a room and talk to each other for hours, which is what we do all the time anyway. It was to start, you know, a small weird community about, I mean, and honestly, it's probably something I should plug into the intro, but it's just a community I don't think is really well represented, which is we're not full to either side. And I think that that's something that makes what we do pretty relatable to you guys and so that's something that like we want to hear from you guys as well no matter where you fall on the spectrum or if you believe in ghosts but don't believe in sasquatch or vice versa like i just think that's really cool and so if you can contribute to that conversation at all like feel free it's a really warm environment and you know people like to share their weird stuff yeah definitely i just think it's a fun cool thing like he said like we're not here just to hear ourselves talk for an hour and for RJ to work on all this editing and us to find all this research and do all these things just to sit and talk the way we would every other day. We're here because we want to build a group of people who enjoy this stuff who think it's interesting and we want to hear your perspectives and we want to hear your stories and stories that you've heard and all that stuff. That's what makes it fun. We're not only here to talk about it and maybe inform you guys on stories. We're also here to learn ourselves and to kind of see more of the world and understand more of it. Yeah. So... Like I said, find us on Twitter or Facebook at SkepSkepPod um, on both of those. Um, you can also find us on um, Podbean or iTunes, wherever. So leave us a like, leave us a comment, leave us a review, um, and feel free to contribute to that conversation any way you can. Um, you can also email us at SkepticalSkeptics at gmail.com. And yeah, we're always looking for feedback and always looking to reach out to you. So share your stories. There's a bunch of stuff that you can comment on and leave a like. This has been episode six of Skeptical Skeptics. We really appreciate you listening and hope you had a good time with this one. Thanks. Bye.